Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now in my early 30s as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. My mission has evolved to not only affect positive change amongst the frequent flyers of Stanford, Connecticut, but amongst the masses. I'll teach you how exercise can be safe and simple while blocking out the noise. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that is tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I am so excited to share with you the Exercise Proper Podcast very first three episode series. Today's episode is two of three where I'll guide you through the steps of how to create new habits. Please go back and listen to episode one if you haven't already and tune into episode three next week where we'll discuss how to ditch bad habits. Now let's start the show. In episode one, we talked about identifying the problem in our current morning routines. I asked you what part of your morning is messy, loud, and rushed. I asked what feelings come up when your morning routine is repeatedly unpredictable. And I encourage you to recognize that these negative emotions are most likely presenting themselves again and again. So today, now that we have identified those issues... How do we create new desired habits as a part of our morning routine? And for me, that starts with journaling. When I feel overwhelmed at the very start of my day, when I feel as though I'm just going through the motions like it's Groundhog Day and I've lost sight of what my goals are, I've lost sight of how I want to feel when I approach the rest of the week, I like to journal. Which honestly, we don't even have to call it journaling because sometimes that's daunting. I'll rephrase. I like to write down on paper all the tasks I hope to complete when I first wake up in the morning. This writing activity allows me to visualize and translate my thoughts onto paper. And if you're someone like me, your head is spinning with planning the logistics of drop-off and pick-up. Or wondering what you have in the fridge this morning so you can pack a heart and healthy lunch. Or do you have any clean underwear because if you don't, the only answer for me personally is a bikini bottom. (laughs) For sure, I've done that before. I'll die before ever going completely commando to work. My pants have slipped before, and so no, I'll never take that risk. Okay, so if you really break it down, start to finish, the number of completed tasks required just to leave the house in the morning is in the hundreds, I bet you. So let's start with five. What were the five tasks you completed when you woke up this morning? And if you're stumped, here are the first five tasks I complete in the morning, every morning, except on Sundays. Sundays are a different story. On Sundays, I do like to give myself a break, especially when Ken and I like to have date night on Saturdays. And more often than not, I indulge in one or two cocktails too many, meaning mama sleeping in. The rest of the days of the week, Monday through Saturday, I try to stick to the script. I mentally set aside a five-step routine I can complete in 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes, five tasks I check off in my head, one by one, in order, start to finish. And these tasks look the same every morning. 
The first task I can check off the list is simply turning off my gentle nudge of an alarm at 5 a.m. And I'm up and at it. Well, wait, let's rewind for a second. Quote, unquote. Up and at it sounds like I'm running a marathon at 5 a.m., which is literally the opposite of what's happening. 5 a.m. is early. Damn, I never thought I'd be waking up every morning voluntarily at 5 a.m. But I mean, looking ahead at the rest of the morning, it's so worth it. Once I complete my 15-minute morning routine, I get my hour in of peace and quiet while everyone's sleeping. Then once the kids wake up, my husband wakes up, I'm happy to see them. I feel wide awake and I feel prepared. And that's saying a lot because as a mom of two toddlers, anything can happen. And I mean anything. There is a tip I recommend for creating a new habit of waking up to an early alarm. Try and pair the toughest new habits with a reward. And earbuds are my little reward. I like to leave my earbuds on my nightstand so that when my alarm goes off, I throw my earbuds in. And it's less painful to walk those 10 long, heavy steps to the bathroom after I get out of bed. I don't know what it is, but Kenny G in the morning (laughs) just really hypes me up. Even if you don't understand, his music really just brings me back to life. Now the first task of waking up to my alarm is complete. The second task accomplished is going to the bathroom. Third, brushing my teeth. Fourth, washing my face, which kickstarts an entire skincare routine, eye makeup remover, toner, moisturizer. And task number five is putting on my makeup again, kickstarting the makeup routine. And most days, I just throw on my tinted moisturizer and send it. Done. So now by 5.15, I feel accomplished. The most difficult tasks are out of the way, and it was an efficient process without any interruptions because the kids are asleep. At the end of your morning routine, reward yourself. The reward could be anything, but the reward at the end of your new morning routine helps seal the deal. It keeps your motivation going to make this new task habitual and automatic. Once I leave the bathroom, I like to reward myself with a coffee, an episode of Netflix, and the world's best blanket, Barefoot's Blanket. The Barefoot's Blanket is the comfiest, coziest hug you'll ever receive from a blanket. It's a special level of of comfort you feel on the couch when it's still dark outside with snow on the ground and the temperature inside the house is a little lower than you would like because last month's gas bill was not what you expected. I hope you're hearing me. If you don't have one already, the Barefoot's Blanket is a fabric sliced from heaven. Trust me on this. It's amazing. Now, when you are working towards setting yourself up for a successful day, that begins with a morning routine. So after you write down the five tasks you complete on an average morning, then consider what are the five habits you wish to create for your new morning routine. You can follow along with the morning routine PDF guide I included at the link in the show notes. These five habits you set in your mind and write down on paper should be established with the intention of feeling a certain way once you've left the house, once you've arrived to work and sat down in your desk chair. The reason why I even set myself on this mission of improving how I approach today is because I really started to hate the way I felt once the kids woke up until I sat down in my desk chair at work. And that was a feeling of stress, feeling limited on time, panic, overwhelm, almost like I had already had a day and it wasn't even 10 a.m. yet. Once I'd realized I have no control over how I wish to feel when the kids wake up in the morning, when I walk through my office doors, which is calm, relaxed, patient, and recharged from a good night's sleep, prepared, that was when I really felt strongly 
motivated to implement a change. And that begins with some intention, diligence, and consistency. There are some expectations to establish before you hit the ground running. In the beginning, when you're excited, motivated, and all about this self-improvement journey, you may want to add all five new habits or even more because just like the next person, you want to see fast results. However, slow and steady wins the race. It's difficult to keep up with multiple changes at once. Not that it's impossible, it's just a lot more work and it's unnecessary. You never know what life is going to throw at you and the stressors that come with life, especially when you've already had a rough week and the thought of implementing these new habits and systems is actually more overwhelming when they're supposed to be helpful. History shows that small incremental change is much more sustainable. James Clear writes, by creating 1% change in your day, Over the course of 365 days, you will have implemented a 37% change in your life, good or bad, depending on the outcome of that change. That could be 37% growth or 37% decline. When we're talking about habitual changes in your morning routine, even though the results are not visible short term, when you stay patient and consistent day by day, week by week, these daily systematic changes compound on each other, thereby working in your benefit to create positive outcomes and push you closer and closer to your goals. Not only will you become more successful at achieving your goals, but when life is eventful, because often it is, and your kid winds up in the hospital, or you get into a car accident, or your rent unexpectedly goes up when that wasn't calculated for in your budget, these systems provide you with more than just clean teeth and fresh makeup. These systems provide a feeling of stability, control, and keep you grounded when you are juggling many different balls in the air. So what I would advise, which has helped me, is breaking down five new habits into the next five months. The first month, implement the first habit. One habit for 30 days. That's it. The second month, implement the first and second habit. The third month, implement habits one through three and so on. This way, you are much more likely to keep up with the change and succeed at forming new habits that support your goals. And don't forget, I have included a PDF in the show notes to help you keep track of your habits and identify parts of your system and routine you would like to change. It's helpful to visualize the breakdown. And remember, James Clear says, small habits don't just add up, they compound. With any compounding process, the greatest returns are delayed. Today's episode is episode two of this three-episode series, so please tune in next week to episode three where we'll discuss how to ditch bad habits. Hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening in. If you received some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper Podcast. Post a screenshot tagging your girl at Liz underscore Graveline. Or if you are looking for other tips and tricks in your health and wellness journey, you can send me an email at LizGraveline at gmail.com. I'd shriek at the sight of your name in my inbox. That would be amazing. See you next time, guys.